0: got body slams, we got pile drivers, we got power bombs, we got pedigrees. I mean, you know, the wrestling types of pedigrees, not like pedigrees, pedigrees. I'm I'm definitely not pedigreed at all. I have a bachelor's in journalism. That's all I got. That's my only pedigree. Teva has a fine degree from the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, but none of that fine degree, none of that educational shit matters on this podcast. We're talking about something that is strictly for entertainment it can be considered mindless whatever uh it's definitely not real i don't care what anybody says we are talking about professional wrestling i realize that like half of our listenership is just like what the fuck is this topic what are they doing why are they even doing this i'll tell you why because professional wrestling was a big part of mine and Teeves's childhood it's true and it has gone by the wayside over the last decade or two. And it's still really popular, but at the same time, we have to discuss why we are just, why we fell out of favor. And not only and, and not only that, but like some of the things that made professional wrestling great for us.
1: Listen, we've got a bunch of takes. We're flying in off the top rope. We are flying in off
0: the top rope. <laughs> We are 619-ing this subject.
1: Um, All right. So, I don't know. How do we get started with this discussion?
0: Some of my favorite memories with you, uh, just after Saturday morning cartoons, there would be, like, the Saturday morning superstars. I believe it was on Fox 29 at the time. I can't remember. But seeing Hogan and Macho Man and all those guys on, like, Saturday afternoon, and then just trying to do some of the moves – on you know beds and like us sharpshooting and figure fouring each other like that Mm -hmm. was part of our childhood like it was fun
1: oddly enough the wrestling used to come on directly after the cartoons the cartoons be over about 11 the wrestling would come on at about one you'd have enough time to go grab a sandwich and then uh
0: or another bowl of cocoa puffs or whatever yeah however you want to
1: roll if you were down with cocoa puffs. Okay, um, I need you to
0: not I need you to not shit on cocoa puffs. I need you to I'm not, not do that. Not, on I don't this have podcast. anything
1: bad to say about puffs, cocoa or non Puffs. Sounds varieties. like you were
0: about to talk some bullshit about my favorite breakfast no, cereal Absolutely balls,
1: huh? not. That was not going to happen. Teams and Kid um, Phoenix
0: versus breakfast cereals. It's coming.
1: Second um, half of
0: season one.
1: I don't think I can participate in that one because <laughs> I don't really eat breakfast cereal so <laughs> you might be on your own there so um, so
0: yeah one o'clock the wrestling would come on it would be saturday morning superstars there was a blind spot for us because we didn't have cable grown up so there was a lot of stuff that we missed as far as like pay-per-views and stuff like I that i don't
1: know i don't know if that's necessarily tr- i mean pay-per-view is pay-per-view whatever you can still pay to view it it's just there was a lot more that was available just on regular tv and um really the the monday night shows didn't start to happen until the middle 90s right uh, by then i think we had like we we might have missed out on the very very beginning of raw uh and the very very beginning of nitro but i think we were there for most of the stuff that counts and- once
0: we got the uh once we got the pirate cable box yes that like every family had in philadelphia you guys know what i'm talking about the brown one that looked like that had like
1: wood paneling
0: everybody had that. yes everybody Everybody had had that
1: that. everyone had it shout out prism i am just trying to be straight up with everybody all the listeners i really have dropped off the scene since about the early 2000s, as far as professional wrestling, I really don't have, I mean, I, I do my best to try to stay up with what's going on, but I have to say Adio is probably, Adio is probably the guy that knows more about what's currently going on, so I'm going to say Adio so let's, what is going... What's the state of, of wrestling today? What's going on? All right, what's this, the four one one? What's this, going down? The
0: state of wrestling as I see it, it's kind of twofold, right? There's one part where, you know, Vince McMahon is still kind of the cream of the crop to, you know, steal a line from the famous Macho Man YouTube skit. But the thing about the WWE... They corner the market so they really don't do anything as fo- they don't do anything well in terms of like good character development guys that are interesting guys that are entertainers guys that are good on the mic it's just a lot of big strong dudes like muscle bound dudes and that's fine i guess if you only want to have like one brand of superstar but When you look at WCW back in the Raw versus Nitro days, a lot of what made WCW really cool for me was the fact that, yeah, they had this straight up heavyweight types. They had the guys that were the cruiserweight. They had tag teams. They had all these divisions. And now, first of all, gimmicks have just gone by the wayside. There's no such thing as gimmicks anymore. It's just a lot of dudes with names. And that's not entertaining at all because how are you supposed to build a character? like you can build a character for Joe dude but you know it's way more fun and interesting to me if that same Joe dude was like Papa Shango or something like i, I could think, i could get into that a lot more
1: i think that's, that's my my one main, thing that's my main problem with i think wrestling today is i think at some point a, deci- a decision was made to try to turn down some of the more fantastical or some of the more outlandish or some of the more like fictional aspects of it in favor of trying to be more quote unquote realistic to compete with like real fight, like UFC and, and, and real right. fighting thing. Right. Like basically you're not going to be, your fake fighting show is never going to be able to compete with real, fighting real fighting shows. and boxing. Come on. Unless, you have something, you have some shows. you have some kind of performance or, and it's called sports entertainment, not sports. entertainment. Sports. Okay. Jesus. And I feel like the other part of that has, con- has kind of gone by the wayside. I mean, yes, you have guys and they do moves and, you know, they're spectacular, but I feel like promotions have started to weigh more in favor of just finding athletic guys right. rather than, guys who are fully formed wrestlers and characters and and things like that so i want to talk a little bit about that and why i think that might be why it is that way right now
0: and it definitely speaks to your point about uh fully formed professional wrestlers like that's the second thing i don't know if the wwe knows how to breed talent anymore
1: i really don't I, i i can speak to that so i think What is happening now in pro wrestling is a lot of the creative decisions and a lot of what is happening is coming from the top down. It's Vince and the brass at WWE.
0: Vince and Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Stephanie and all that. Whoever's in charge
1: of writing over there. They're looking at these guys and they're saying, all right, these guys are going to do this, this, and that, and that's what it's going to be. Back in the day, back when you had the territories now if you're not familiar with what what that means it's way before there was one wwe or one wcw one big wrestling thing every like regions had their own littler smaller wrestling companies and they would have wrestlers that would go from there like say like okay mid-south wrestling or or um or memphis or something like that like you just have your group of cities that you serviced and you were very rarely on TV
0: pretty much depended on the in-house feel like fans in the stands, like at all times, like it was necessary for that regional wrestling group to really even thrive and to make it worth, you know, whatever it takes, like time, money, effort to go out and see these guys. Like they got to make sure they're putting up, enough effort to make sure people are getting their money's worth, their time's well, it's
1: not worth. Even that. It's like, okay, the stakes were so small because you might, even, you might just be in front of 300 people or, or, uh, you know, less than a thousand people. The stakes are right. so small and you can try out different stuff. You can try out weird stuff. You can be more creative because, you know, you're not going to make a fool of yourself on national televisions in front of millions of people. So you oh, can try out different stuff. I think I
0: know where you're going.
1: You have time to work on your character, work on what works, work on on you, work on your presentation so that when when finally you make your way and you get noticed by one of the bigger promotions, you're they know what you're about and you know what you're about so that when they try to come at you with some angle, it doesn't make sense. You'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. There's tons right. of stories of about that from back in the day where. Vince or somebody tried to come to a wrestler with an angle and and the wrestler was like, "No, I'm not doing that. like famously, uh, you know, <laughs> Hulk Hogan refusing to drop titles to people. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> but, that was
1: <laughs> but basically, the idea is now, I think because there is no incubation period, people are just going from I don't know wherever they're at, straight to NXT maybe, and then into right. WWE. And like that process may take, I don't know, four years. <laughs> and the whole time
0: they go from they go from basically the performance center to NXT to the main roster. And there's no like I, I feel like there needs to be one more rung between NXT and the main roster? Kind of like, you know, double A, triple A, and like well, the majors. Other, the
1: other problem is you're wrestling like NXT and all the, even NXT is on television and they, they're thinking about television problems. And so that's accelerating the development or that's that's putting everything in a pressure cooker and making it so that people don't have the time or the the freedom to develop their characters to try to do weird stuff to figure out how far stuff can go.
0: That kind of speaks I, to the birth and rise of aew because aew is wildly popular., uh, it consistently beats NXT in weekly ratings. So I feel like Vince and Hunter are like, okay, we're getting our asses beat by Aew on a weekly basis. But like wouldn't that lend to them thinking, all right, Let's try some shit out because we're getting our asses handed to us every week. Like, what's AEW doing that NXT isn't doing? Or what's the, what are they doing that the WWE do, isn't doing? I can tell you from uh, reading on the internet and stuff, one thing that AEW allows is they allow their wrestlers to be socially prominent. They're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, stuff like that. YouTube, WWE, like, you could read piece after piece there was a gentleman that went by the name of Rusev who left the WWE for many reasons, one of which being he couldn't fully promote himself on social media. And in in this day and age, like social media is like one of the better outlets to, you know, perfecting your craft as a performer and an entertainer of sorts. Do you agree? I don't
1: think that it hurts that AEW probably has the most exciting characters in it right now. Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes are probably the most exciting two guys, two names in wrestling, and they both happen to be on AEW. Now, I don't think, I think if not for those guys, nobody would be watching. Definitely
0: not. Probably not. It's, uh, It's him, it's Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Chris Jericho. Those three guys are basically carrying AEW right now, but they definitely have some young guys that are definitely worth watching. Uh, and once, if some of these former WWF guys, WWE guys start exiting their contracts and don't have, you know, uh, non-compete clauses, I I think you see AEW really stock up on the talent within the next couple of years. Even if they
1: stock up on the talent, that's not going to alleviate the main problem, which is... The guy, if, if guys coming from WWE are stiffs and they come to AEW, they're still going to be stiffs if they don't have time to work out their characters to figure out who they like. The reason why Kenny Omega is good is because he's had a decade or so to work on that character, to work on who Kenny Omega is. Same thing with Cody Rhodes. Like Cody Rhodes has a lit, has a long story of gimmicks and all kinds of stuff that was tried until he landed where he landed. And Jericho is just Jericho. He's been Jericho, and he, but he had time to work out everything that that character was going to be before like, he was thrown on television and main eventing and, and, and expected to carry a company. I mean, listen, no, nothing against Roman Reigns, but it's just like, dude, Vince saw you and he was like, yes, that's where the company should go. That should be my guy but he wasn't ready for that push he didn't he wasn't no he wasn't, developed no, enough. He he was wasn't
0: good enough on the mic or anything like that and even now Roman Reigns is good but that has more to do I feel with Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman is fucking master on the mic
1: um yeah I mean that's traditionally what you would do if you had a guy that wasn't quite quite ready you'd Put them with a manager or do something, but they don't believe in managers anymore. Besides Paul Heyman, which is just silly. (laughs) Some Um, some of
0: the best things about the '80s and '90s wrestlers was the managers, fucking the Mouth of the South and Bobby Heenan. Like,
1: come on! Now, I I'll just try to Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. I'll just try to talk a little bit more about why I think. WWE has this mindset. It's because I think Vince only remembers or can only take account of the successes that he had in building a character and not all the other characters that came about because of his lack of interference. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, Vince, you built Hulk. You made wrestling into what it is today by Banking on Hulk and turning Hulk into what you turned him into. That's fine. Yes, you made Taker. Taker's probably one of the best wrestlers. Definitely top seven wrestler of all time. Greatest gimmick of all time. But you forget that all the other guys, Macho, Austin, Brett, Michaels, all those guys. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Bryan Punk, Cena. Cena, Jesus all those guys developed on their own and eventually became so popular that you had no choice but to make them top guy or put them in your title pictures or to put them or to push them in when maybe you weren't thinking about pushing. them. And I think he just, he just thinks he can make hits and maybe he can't, maybe they might be served by less of a kind of a, top-down control of everything i understand that like this billion dollar company and like the the pressure and the the impetus to try to take control of it is is must be intense but i think by stepping back you're going to allow some guys some room to grow which is what i think you need anybody in any kind of creative field really doesn't do well with like people constantly pressuring them to do this, do that, do this, do that. Like, they need room to grow. They need room to figure out what they're doing. And they, need, they need time to find out what's going to work for them.
0: And, and I don't think they
1: have that today.
0: Professional wrestling, just like any sport, just like any business, like, it's going to evolve with the changing times. And it seems like Vince is still very much stuck in the 80s where, like, only one type of guy can be the top guy say what you want about punk brian Cena, or whatever but they always revert back to uh the, the the undertaker types or fucking brock lesnar types like guys that are just big and strong but like no fucking personality whatsoever
1: uh it's not just that i mean vince has a certain type that he likes vince likes big dudes okay but i feel like Vince has always, or I'm going to stop saying Vince. I don't know. WWE has. Yeah, always we can say
0: a, WWE, sure.
1: WWE has always had a problem developing good heels or bad guy characters. Or, yeah. They've never really been great at it. Um, I think probably the best heels that WWE ever produced. Usually when WWE produces a good heel, they turn him face right away, and then they just stay face because Macho started as a heel. Bret Hart started as a heel. Michaels was a heel. Austin was a heel. But as soon as they got popular, they turned him face.
0: Uh, the Rock a was a guy, heel.
1: Rock was a heel to start with, uh, but then they turned them face. It's it's much easier to get heat as a heel, but then.
0: Okay, real quick, we have to define he, uh, heel and face. Heel is basically bad guy. Face is good guy. That's all you got to know.
1: Yes, and he is like excitement, like the audience is excited for you whenever you show up, or whatever happens. And I believe that they turn everyone face because Vince had, or now I'm talking specifically about Vince. Vince has it in his head that the only way this company can thrive and be good is if the top guy is a face. If the top guy is a heel, there's going to be problems or it might not work, or whatever. They are trying
0: that right now with Roman, because Roman is definitely heel, and he is 100% the top guy right now.
1: Well, maybe that's interesting. We need to see where they go. But traditionally, they have not had a
0: Traditionally, yes. It's always been a face at the top.
1: Now, interestingly, the other big promotion when we were coming up, NWA slash WCW, always had a face building problem they never really could find a top good guy correct because top because their top bad guy was rick flair uh the nature boy and <laughs>
0: respect
1: respect he, to the nature boy um and he was just the, his charisma and everything about him was so off the charts they never really found anybody on the good guy side to balance i mean sting is close but it's not. Yeah, really... I feel
0: like Sting was the closest thing to a face to Ric to Flair. A top
1: face, yeah. Um, funnily enough, you can really see this at play by what happened with Hogan. When Hogan was with WWF, he had to face. When he was with WCW, he turned heel because these are what these companies are good at, right? Right. So, I think that's very interesting. Um, to see that dichotomy at work. Did I just use the word dichotomy on a fucking wrestling pod? What am I doing? Sure
0: you did. You sure did. That's fine. I respect it. (laughs) I respect it. But here's the thing, then. Like, when WCW was absorbed by WWE,
1: what the fuck happened to all that, like, heel breeding technology? I'll tell you what happened. The invasion storyline when WCW wrestlers came into WWE is probably one of the biggest fumbles.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, that should have been so good, but it was so anticlimactic.
1: Number one, the WWE guys never really tried to push or make anyone sell for any of the WCW guys. Right. The w- Rock C- wasn't w- out
0: there. Rock wasn't no. out there pushing for Hogan. Austin wasn't out there pushing for Booker T. Uh,
1: whoever. It's not just, w- that. It's just not that. It's not just that. It's that when the wrestlers came in, they weren't given decent storylines. They weren't given really right. anything to do. Yes. Like,
0: Other than just the straight up, oh, we're invading. Like, that's it.
1: Oh, we're invading. And then, uh, okay. And now, you know, we're just going to have Austin beat all of your asses. So now nobody's going to believe. Now we can't put you in any of the title pictures because it's already proven you're not on that level. Right. So, um, I don't know. Go do something. Booker T, go fight in the <laughs> supermarket. <laughs>
0: fight for the Intercontinental title.
1: Oh, that, we, we need to talk about titles.
0: Sure, let's do it now.
1: We're going to do it now? Okay. So this is another problem that I see. There's no heat around any titles except for the top belt and that's not good um, uh
0: top belt in the wwe right now since you're you've been away uh for the raw brand it's the wwe universal title which makes no fucking sense because like if wrestlers from the universe were on earth we just hand them the fucking belt and call it a day but anyway uh the smackdown television title is the uh, world heavyweight championship it's the same title that it's always been so that that's that
1: listen the whole brand split thing it's fine it makes sense when you have a roster that huge the problem is there's not there's not really any delineation between the brands like what's the difference between smackdown and raw really
0: uh, not a whole lot other than like different networks and different times and like length of the show, uh, which I wish. Let me side note. Uh, there's no reason why Raw should be three hours long. WWE. That's,
1: that's outrageous.
0: That's outrageous.
1: Outrageous. You three have hours of a wrestling show. Come on.
0: You have enough problems making WrestleMania interesting. For three hours, four hours. I believe one year it was five hours. Like you have a hard time entertaining and keeping me personally. I don't know about everybody else. But me personally, for WrestleMania, five hours is too goddamn long when I'm only interested in maybe three or four matches. Television shows for professional wrestling should be two hours max. Okay? But that that's my rant on that. So continue. I'm sorry.
1: So I don't know. If there was something to del- help delineate the brand's, I'd like, okay, there's definitely a difference between East Coast basketball and West Coast basketball, or yeah, Eastern definitely. Conference and Western Conference basketball. There's definitely a difference between National League and American League baseball. There's sort of a difference between AFC and NFC football. Um if there was some way like maybe there's just a tweak and maybe there's just a slight rules difference in smackdown or something i don't know something it just all help. seems the same it's just too much of the same and like if you're going to if you're going to do this two brand split thing like make them two separate brands that's one thing the other thing is you got to get heat around your secondary titles the and us it. the us and the intercontinental titles like those titles need heat just so that guys can work on being ready for main event.
0: Just being, just being a title holder is totally different from just being like a dude that's out here wrestling on Monday, Friday, Sunday night, whatever.
1: If you get a run with the IC title or the U S title, you're going to be on TV more. You're going to learn all the rest of the stuff that you need to be to be a top guy someday, maybe. But if, If your second tier belts are just gimmicks or or just nothing, no heat around them, or they're just there as decoration, or they're just there for to be something the the six guys that are in the top guy picture to to have on their mantelpiece. I don't know.
0: And this is the thing that we've talked about before, like some of the best lower tier belt superstars went on to be really fucking good heavyweight champions uh michaels bret hart austin macho. was intercontinental champ the rock macho uh the uh, Ultimate warrior. warrior like all of these guys had the intercontinental or some lower tiered belt and they were really fucking good as heavyweight right. champions. Yeah, you
1: don't want to turn it into WCW where you have two hundred titles and right. there's there's not any heat around. I think three titles is great: main title, top title, secondary title, tag title. It's perfect.
0: You don't think there should be like a tertiary singles title?
1: I don't think so. I don't because what are you going to do with that third? I mean back in the day that would be your tv title, right? Right. But you don't need a tv title cuz everybody wrestles on tv now. Back in the day they used Just to call oh, it they-
0: something else.
1: Back in the day they used to have something called a television title which meant all of your matches for this title were wrestled on television. Right. But every match is on television now, so I don't know why you would need that title. What other titles are cruiserweight? We don't need that. Cruiserweight weight I mean, is
0: very specific, right? And you don't want something silly like light heavyweight or some bullshit like
1: that, right? Or you just make, or you just send all your quote unquote cruiser weights to cruiser weights to SmackDown, and that can be where all the high flyers live, all the guys with the They tried to the do that.
0: Sale. They tried to do yeah. that with two hundred five live, and like nobody was, nobody was feeling it, which is fucking silly to me because. I tuned in a lot for the cruiser weights because me being a slender beam pole individual, that's what kind of I gravitated to.
1: But again, it probably worked. It probably didn't work because they didn't have anybody to anchor it. They didn't have any great cruiser weights to like. True. Like if they would have done this in the Attitude Era and spun off Jericho and like Edge and Christian and the Hardys off onto their own brand, that would have been something. And then you would have had Lesnar, The Rock, and Austin and all the big dudes in their own brand, then yeah. And that way, when they title, when you have a fight, when you have a fight for the unified title or whatever, when the SmackDown champion wrestles the Raw champion, you get to see a real contrast of styles. You get to really see styles clash. I don't know.
0: I would just like to point out that you just use the name I know. of I know AJ what I Styles did. as finisher. I know what Jesus, You saw I'm it coming. You just you saw the brick wall. The kids. You That's saw the I'm brick doing. wall, and you didn't slow down. You accelerated. That's what That's you right. did.
1: But yes, I think that having additional titles. As something else for people to get excited about, and something else for there to be heat around. I don't. How do you have a three-hour show without other titles? Yeah. What is happening? And
0: we talk about divvying the brands because you know the, the roster is huge. It looks Like, of course, it's fine. Here's what you do: you take some of these guys that you don't know what the hell to do with them, and you get them in a room with some creative guys, and you make them a tag team. Just do that. They, that way they can get some he some experience with, you know, holding a title. And here's the other thing WWE, if you have a great tag team, don't split them up.
1: That's fucking stupid. Uh, actually sometimes you do have to split them. Sometimes up sometimes teams.
0: you have to split them up. Sometimes like the uh the Rockers, the, and the
1: Rockers needed to split They up. had to be split up. But there is some... no reason Bret Hart needs to be carrying Jim Ninehart's carcass around. <laughs> wow. For another decade, and there's no reason you need to settle Sean with Marty for another f- five years. No thanks.
0: All the Marty Janetti fans are going to be so in your DMs, man. It's not even going to be funny.
1: Oh, so just Marty and his mom are going to be in my DMs? Jesus! <laughs> Marty Janetti fans. There's at least
0: one here. or two other Marty Janetti fans out there. We'll see. <laughs> but some of these uh okay so for the shield for example right that was dean ambrose seth rollins and roman reigns i get it all three of those guys would have been great singles competitors you had to split that up see what happens right but then there's other stuff where i'm just like okay why are you splitting these guys up like most recent example uh his name is otis I forget what his tag team used to be in, but the name of the tag team was Heavy Machinery. That's genius. Otis as a singles competitor, I don't think it's all that strong, and they're making him a heel, which makes no sense. Well, I mean,
1: there were, again, there might be behind the scenes stuff happening. Um, like you don't know what's happening to the other team member, but um, again, you don't. You guys need to break away when. I think Booker T waited too long to break away. I think so too. Um, So again, it's important. And that's what your tag division is. Your tag division is another place where people can experiment, figure things out, figure out who they are, how how to grow as performers so that they are then ready for that push, for that push, for that IC title, because either – you're not going to be ready for a shakeup with the picture with your top guy, and that's what a secondary title does for you. It gives you a place where other people can a belt where other people can have heat around it, so that they can figure out how to work and how to do stuff while not changing while not shaking things up at the top. Tag ranks is a is definitely a great thing to do if you've got too many guys that are similar. I mean, two similar guys belong on a tag team.
0: Right. <laughs> even the gimmicky tag teams sometimes worked with, like, the one really big dude and the one small dude. Mm-hmm. Like, X-Pac and Kane worked. Um, and even sometimes two superstars worked for a little bit. Like, the, the Rock and Sock Connection worked yeah, for, like, not, a not, solid, like, six the months.
1: downfall of the Attitude Era, is that until the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian arise, there was no tag. There was nothing. To speak of. There
0: was nothing there. The the Attitude Era tag teams are right after the Attitude Era. Some of the best tag team wrestling ever. That's the golden age of tag again, team wrestling. Only right? It's three
1: teams. There. It's only the three teams that are always around the title picture.
0: But I'm tuning into every pay per view for those true. three
1: teams. That's true. But.
0: TL, this triple threat TLC match between the Hardys, Edge That's and Christian, much. and the That's Dudleys?
1: Sign me That's the too fuck much up. Happening. You know, it's going to be a gimmicky finish. Like, I don't, I'm not.
0: But until that gimmicky finish, people are going through tables, chairs are getting cracked upside people's backs. Oh,
1: real quick. While you're forming all these new tag teams, goddamn come, make sure they work out a team finisher. That's Seriously. what I need. Team I don't finishers. want to see just two guys doing separate finishers. I want a team yes. finisher. I want a doomsday device. I want a heart attack. I want a freaking 3D. What? Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. What the hell is the heart attack? I can't heart remember what the hell my, that was.
1: It's the Heart foundations finisher where Nine Heart would like have them up in a bear hug above his head and Brett would come off the rope and clothesline them down. How do I not remember this? I don't know. I don't know what your problem is.
0: I I remember the Steiners having something.
1: Um, they had so much stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily remember them having a team finisher. The 3D is amazing. The Doomsday Device is amazing.
0: Yeah, team finishers, guys. Team finishers. Get get in a room. Just like figure something out. Like it could be something as simple as like you know somebody's body slamming somebody. But at the same time, the dude is on the top rope flying off, and right as the body slam is complete, the other guy just falls. Like, that's there it is. That's for free. You can have that one for free.
1: Now, I think we need to make special mention of WWE's women's division.
0: Yes, 100%. As I mentioned
1: before, as I mentioned before, I think usually. Talent and wrestlers develop best in the absence of too much top-down control. And I think that's why the women's division has grown to become as successful as it is, is because it's not suffering from a ton of oversight from Vince or anybody else in creative. And And all those wrestlers are getting time to work out who they are and their personas and everything.
0: There's not this huge plethora of quantity in the women's division there's nothing but quality in the women's division nothing but yeah charlotte flair you got becky lynch who's uh on maternity taking care of her newborn uh but you still have like sasha banks and uh bianca belair who's gonna be really big rhea ripley who's gonna be really big oscar who's already really big bailey lacey evans who should have been big but they kind of marketed her incorrectly i guess but even when they bring back like the old schoolers like mickey james or you know trish stratus or whatever like that like it's still not watered down that's a serious problem that the men's division has like there's just there's just too much there's just too much guys
1: yeah yeah and those guys are not clearly delineated you can't really tell one guy from another guy except for finn balor listen shout out to finn balor
0: shout out to finn balor and bray white the fiend the fiend bray white they have the two best gimmicks going right now shout
1: out to finn balor listen but that's what i want i don't want to just see some dudes with muscles like i want like, gimmicks give me a guy with fucking face paint give me a guy with a crazy mask okay give, give me, me a guy
0: give me a guy that has worms crawling out of his fucking mouth let's okay? do it yeah come on more of that more i feel like wwe forgot a critical word in the name of their organization entertainment entertainment
1: entertainment it's not entertaining
0: it's in the title Stop. Be enter- you guys are just not at that entertaining anymore Like, you're entertaining on some levels, but not nearly as much as in, like, the Attitude Era or right after the Attitude Era. A lot of times, it's just boring. And some of that has to do with, you know, them relying way too much on Brock Lesnar over the last decade. Well, again,
1: they got a heel problem. It's just boring. They got a heel-building problem, and they haven't been able to develop one outside of Lesnar. Or if they do develop one, they turn him heel. I mean, they turn him face immediately. Like I was saying... CM Punk should have been top heel and he and Cena should have had like four amazing WrestleMania matches rashes, for, like, yeah. for five or ten years just amazing match after amazing match they should have just had those but it didn't happen because WWE doesn't know what to do with, with these kind of guys
0: who's the best heel in WWE WWF history I kind of want to say Triple H, but I know I'm, I know I feel like I'm missing somebody. No, Not trips, under the giant
1: trips is probably, trips is probably the best heel in WWE history because he embraced it and went for it. And when he got popular, remember he started, he got popular as a face and then turned heel and then was like, well, you can't go back to facing now because there's too many faces in the company. So, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably, I mean, okay, so it's probably Hunter. um, Those years when Sean was top heel to Brett, I feel were really good. Right. Um, Nobody during the Hogan era, there was just nobody on Hogan's level. Nobody really there. Andre the Giant, not really, maybe. They turned him face before he really had a chance. Way too fast. Be a part of the title picture.
0: Uh, uh when when flair was in wwe probably that's the point
1: they had to go out and find a top f- heel so they put flair in for like flair came in for like two years and he was taught he was but I, I i can't really sit here and say rick flair is the best uh heel in wwe history that'd be because he was because he was a free agent not because he was a free agent, because he's way more synonymous with NWA, WCW than True. with the with the few years he had in WWF. Although he, he did win the best Rumble ever. Um,
0: <laughs> Talk about that That was fantastic.
1: He came in as number one and went to the end. And that <laughs> Rumble, I believe that year, whoever won the Rumble won the title. So he wound up winning the title, but...
0: I feel like with his gimmick, I feel like The Undertaker could have been a fantastic heel, but they never pushed it that way. He
1: should have been, but guess what? They turned him face as soon as he was popular. That it makes it's no sense. I know. I know.
0: He's synonymous with death. Like, that has heel written all over it. Like, come on.
1: Same thing. Okay.
0: And then Same Kane thing. was like a straight yeah. up heel for a and while, but they turned Kane face for some explain reason. explain
1: to me why Kane was ever a face? He's a fucking psycho. Can anyone on planet Earth face?
0: explain why Kane is a face? There's no reason why a dude that comes down to the ring, literally spewing fire and hell brimstone, there's no reason for him to be a face, ever.
1: Yo. Ever. Yo, shout out to Kane and The Undertaker. Fantastic gimmicks. Best Fantastic gimmicks.
0: <laughs> next, best gimmicks of all time next to IRS.
1: Listen, I got it. Yo, know, shout out to IRS for wrestling in the necktie.
0: That's <laughs> not easy to work. do. That is Incredible not easy work. to do. <laughs> okay, we talk about the history and where it is now, and one thing that always got, one thing that always gets people amped up when they go to wrestling events. They talk go about to it. they do it on television. You see the programs, stuff like that. A good intro theme will make or break a fucking superstar. If your intro is lame, then it's time for me to go to the concession stand, get a popcorn, go to the bathroom, whatever. When your music hits, if it doesn't make me run from the popcorn stand, spilling popcorn all over the place, because I'm so excited to see you, then you're, you're already at a disadvantage.
1: Themes are the probably... The most important thing to nailing down a good character um, again today in today's wrestling everybody's theme is kind of generic
0: <laughs> pretty generic uh, um, there are some guys like CM Punk that have like actual songs right uh, CM Punk came out the cult of personality. Daniel Bryan, I forget what he comes, I forget the title of what he comes out to, but it's like orchestra music or something yeah. like that. I always forget. Like it's not Flight of the Bumblebees, but it's something along that line.
1: But for you today, we are each going to go through. You guys our have no top idea. Five you Have no
0: idea what you're getting ready for.
1: Wrestling intro themes of all time, all time. Adio, you can start off with your number five. Let's go. Let's. Do all right. It.
0: I need to preface this. I am not ranking my picks in any way, shape, or form. These are just my five favorite of all time. I'm not going from five to one. These are just my five favorites, okay? First one I'm going to mention. <laughs> Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. It kicks in. That gets me jazzed. I'm into it. Okay. He struts out in the he struts out in the in like the tuxedo with the frilly with the frilly shirt. He's got the million dollar belt with him. Like that shit is hype. I love that. Like it's a song that personifies the character. It's the perfect blend of character and theme music. So I feel like that perfect mesh is why it's one of my favorites because it is it it's it's just it just works so well because it's the combination of what this dude is about and how he feels about like everybody. I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that a good theme should do. It should identify you as a character and it should speak to who your character is.
1: All right. Yeah. And you might've answered your question from before about who the best heel in WWE history is. It might be Ted DiBiase. Miller. It might be Ted DiBiase. It might be Ted DiBiase, but he never had the he never had a title run, so I don't know if it could ever be him. But
0: and that's unfortunate.
1: That that is unfortunate. Um, now I am most de- I most definitely am ranking my top five because way I to make have,
0: me feel like I'm lazy and just didn't prepare for this podcast. Thank you for listen, that.
1: listen. You know. I didn't say any of that, but if that's how you feel, like, listen, I can't do anything with you. you feel I kind of feel, feel like
0: an asshole now.
1: Well, I mean, look, if the shoe fits, but all I'm going to say right now. Wow. What a about jerk. My top five. And my top five is built in such a way so that it will culminate. Each one builds on the other until my number one pick is the culmination of everything. So, number five for me. See,
0: you have a list, and you have a list that's building to a grand that's right. explanation. That's right.
1: I take the show seriously. I feel I don't so what inadequate, it, you guys. This is what I happened. feel so inadequate look, right now that listeners. I'm just going to leave. I love the I'm just going to leave. And I want I'm just going to walk more. out. Like, that's what I'm clear, saying. Clearly, that's what clearly I I'm like
0: useless that. on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave now. All
1: right. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I look for in a wrestling theme is, I need something that as soon as it hits, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking down at my program or whatever. I'm talking to my friend. I'm like getting looking at my sign, doing whatever. And then as soon as I hear this thing, it's like, oh, 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 pay attention. Here comes this guy. <laughs> so one of the greatest examples of this and why this is number five on my list is Brandy Macho Man Savage. Now, I know what you're saying. Savage, his theme is just pomp and circumstance. I hear that at every graduation. First of all, yes, you do. And thanks to him for making every graduation I've ever been to exciting. Amazing. And when it drops, I'm just Amazing. like, what is he here? <laughs> is Macho in the building? What Did you... Okay, quick wait, question. Wait, 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 wait. The particular version of pomp and circumstance that macho uses for his theme has that incredible build-up in the beginning
0: yeah that's not not an graduation
1: and that is what makes it fantastic because it just says here this guy comes he's incredible (laughs) (laughs) and he might just be getting a diploma tonight we'll see (laughs) what (laughs) happens
0: okay true or false you did drop the macho man elbow on the principal of your high school at your graduation.
1: Come on, no, false.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard I listen, I've heard rumors. I've heard some shit.
1: Especially since I graduated from the uh Basilica St. Peter's and Paul in Philadelphia. And that would have been great. It's just a giant like uh cathedral freaking Giant church, like, no, I didn't do that.
0: You doing it, you doing a Macho Man elbow drop off the top of the cross? I'm here for that.
1: No, off the speaker's podium. That's like, off the speaker's podium. In. That's no. right. No,
0: <laughs> all right. So, number four, actually, no, my fourth favorite again, not ranking these in any particular order whatsoever. He's the He's the greatest heel in wrestling history. He's Ric Flair, Nature! the Nature Boy, and again, like like TV said, with pomp and circumstance, with Ric Flair's music, it's it's what the dawn of man. That's pretty much all it is. Yes, you've heard it before. You've heard it on uh, History of the World Part One, with directed by Mel Brooks. You've He's heard it.
1: For, you've heard it on two thousand one, the movie that it came from. Okay, well,
0: I didn't see 2001 when it first came out, and I've only seen it maybe three times in my entire life. Cut me a break. But that's where you know that song from. But also, it's the nature boy, Ric Flair. He's the greatest heel in wrestling history. When you hear that music come out, you're running from the concession stands, spilling popcorn and soda all over yourself because it's the nature. You want to see what color Roby comes out
1: with. Amazing, how se- amazing stuff!
0: <laughs> how sequenced it is, and how long he's gonna be styling and profiling down the damn ramp. You want to see all of it, and if you miss it, you're not gonna see it again. I mean, when well now it's not gonna be you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. But now it's like every every week. But before you'd only see it at like one or two pay per views, like that was it. Nate. Okay. Niche. And I should also I should also point point out that uh, Charlotte Flair's entrance theme is fucking hype. I love that the hip hop version of not well the poppy version of the dawn of man. Like it's it's phenomenal. I love that.
1: So, number four for me, I think because you're ranking because I am ranking, I think a wrestling theme not only should have something, a little something in it that makes you look up from your program, your popcorn, or from your date that you're kissing, is
0: Wait a second, who's taking taking their date to a wrestling show? It
1: has happened. Um, Has it? Yeah, I think it has. The other thing your theme needs is, when I hear this music, I need to be able to think of this guy or this girl, this wrestler and only this wrestler. This this right. music makes me think of this character.
0: Like it's not it's not something like Pomp and Circumstance where you're right. thinking about graduation. It's right. not The Dawn of Man where you're thinking about right. uh, 2001. It's specific to this one person. This
1: That's why number 4 for me is John Cena's entrance music.
0: <laughs> yeah say what you want about John Cena and how like a lot of people said he was like lame or too much of a company man, but Cena worked it. He did plain and simple. It. He, he, had, he, he, had, he had
1: he's he
0: did it. He did it right. He did it, he, he did it well.
1: He carried the company on his back for over a decade. I mean, what more yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um but yes, Cena's theme, you hear it. You're immediately thinking about Cena. You're immediately seeing clips from the Titantron. You're watching him salute. You're seeing him brush things off his shoulder. Yeah, we the need to. We need to preface.
0: It's meme. not. It's we're not talking about Thugonomic Cena. No,
1: we're not talking about. We're Thugonomic talking about you can't Cena. see me, Cena. Just preface that. Time is now. That's all. That one, yeah. The meme is a meme for a reason, folks. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> all. <laughs> Next on my list, I'm gonna take it back to the early mid '90s which was kind of like my formative wrestling years. And I love this dude, his music hits and you're just like, okay, all right, let me get the oil, let me get the gold chains, let me get the slick bag hair, Razor Ramon. This is how This is how amazing this theme is. I can put this theme on Facebook, social media. I could text it to Tebz right now. It'll be in his brain for days. That's how good this fucking theme is. It's really good and it just sits there and it's just stuck to your brain stem. And again, like you said, it's another one of those themes where it's pretty synonymous with the character. It fits the character. Here comes the bad guy. You have the, the car screeching and the straight up bass hook with the cowbell. It's fantastic. It's great on so many levels. And you know what? If you're walking through like a rough neighborhood, you want to have Razor Ramon in your headphones because it'll give you the attitude of like, okay, I can bounce in this neighborhood real quick and I won't get hassled because I got Razor Ramon. I got the bad guy going through my headphones right now. I'll be fine. Any motherfucker wants to step to me, you go right ahead. You catch this razor's edge. Let's go.
1: You have to wear the lime green trunks also. I don't know if you have to go
0: that far. (laughs) But I would say you want at least a few gold chains and the toothpick. And you want to flick the toothpick into the face of your adversary.
1: Very important. Well, for my number three pick, (laughs) I think it's important that not only should a good piece of theme music Make you look up from your program and immediately put that character's identity, um, immediately make you think of that character. It, it would also be great if that theme also told you a little bit about the character and what the character is like. Now me, right? my favorite kind of wrestling character is a cocky heel. I love it.
0: The best. The absolute best.
1: Ric Flair is number one at this. Jeff Jarrett is number 612 at this. You just hate Jeff
0: Jarrett. Jesus.
1: Look, look, Jeff Jarrett, listen. Stop. Okay, so... Leave uh, Jeff Jarrett alone. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just become Ric Flair and the Honky Tonk Man combined. But be worse than both. (laughs) And
0: suck at each individual part of the combination.
1: Uh, Because my daddy ran a wrestling promotion, so now I get to be a wrestler. Jeff, Jerry. Anyway, (laughs) I love a cocky heel. And for me, there is no cockier, more heelish move than having theme music where you sing a song about how sexy you are.
0: Oh, music yeah, all time that's good, Shawn Michaels. That's a good one. The, I love that. The that's heartbreak a solid kid, Sean Michaels. That that's solid. I can't I can't argue with that. I I was kind of envious of Sean Michaels because you know he was the heartbreak kid. He seemingly was that dude that got all the girls. And me being a nerdy teenager in high school, that was kind of what I wanted to be. So I just lived vicariously through Shawn Michaels. It's
1: great. It's great. Oh, oh, Shawn Michaels, very underrated ring entrance attire game. Shout out to whoever did. Very underrated. Whoever put together his outfits. Uh, Incredible work. Sometimes he
0: had the glasses with the extended monocle or whatever the (laughs) hell that was jesus the the vest with the sequins and sometimes there will be yes. mirrors on them like sean what 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 are you doing you're just I, I i i can't step to you i can't i just can't popularity of a wrestler i feel definitely has something to do with like their theme like when you hear it you're just like oh it's this guy he's the top guy in the company fuck it let's go um he was the biggest name in wrestling starting in 94 95 and then he started really popular and then got more popular it's the rock but it's a very specific theme it's the eighth theme for when he was corporate rock basically the do you smell what the rock is cooking not like the electrifying one although that one's pretty good but i don't need the sound effects of you know electricity and lightning striking all like that just no i need to know i need to know that the rock understands that i smell what he's cooking and it's fine wrestling entertainment that's what he's cooking Uh, he he comes on and it's another guy just like razor ramon back then he kind of had the slick back hair they they oiled him down beforehand he was he would get to the curtain they were just like wait no rock is rocky is not uh, he's not hydrated enough we need to spritz him a little bit more so that he's nice more glistening when he comes out of the curtain and he hits when he was corporate rock he was another one of those cocky heels that just that's just the best so the rock definitely in my fave five
1: for my number 2 team uh, theme of all time So I've discussed how you need a theme that has something that makes you look up from your program, something that should put this character in your mind and something that should maybe be a little bit descriptive about what the character is. Sure. The next level is you need a theme. In a theme song, I want to actually be able to feel what it's like to be this character. Like when I hear this music- Interesting. I want to be, I want, the way you were talking about how with Razor Ramon in your ears, you, you feel a little bit tougher, you feel a little bit.
0: A little, you feel a little tougher, yeah. That's
1: why my number two theme is the NWO theme. Shit, that's, that was so good. That was so good. You put this theme on and immediately, like, you start to walk with a little bit more of a swagger. You kind of have a little bit more of a sneer on your face. And kind not like the trouble.
0: And not like the Hogan Jimi Hendrix. No, not, endo- not no Child. the, NWO, the theme. NWO theme. Yeah. So good. And I think that just goes to creativity in like how to make Hogan a heel. Because he wasn't using Voodoo Child when he first came out with the NWO. Like that was his first theme. Right. And then he went to the Voodoo Child doing the air strumming with the bell. But before then, it was just plain old NWO music. And yeah, you're right. You kind of need that. You needed that if you wanted to turn somebody like Hulk Hogan, who's been a face all this time, he has to have a straight up awesome heel theme. And like the first NWO theme was definitely that.
1: It definitely was. That's why it's number two for me. I mean, I, there's no way you can't put that theme on and not feel a little bit cocky.
0: With my last of my fave fives, I'm going way more recent and that's because I love what these guys represent in positivity and weirdness and just positive feelings. My last favorite is the New Day theme. You can't play the New Day theme without Big E hyping everybody up in the beginning. Like he'll he'll get the city involved, and like for example, he'll be like that. Just it's just so amped, and it kicks in, and there's the the gospel kind of chorus behind it, and Xavier Woods comes out with the trumpet, and Biggie comes out, and he's you know swinging his hips, and Kofi's flinging pancakes and bootios to the crowd. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> like it's all about positivity that theme, and it's the, it's it's the power of positivity. Listen, That's what it is.
1: There's not a lot of charisma in the WWE and I feel like they have all of They it. have 95% like of the charisma. Like you guys are around. You
0: guys are hoarding the charisma and it's not fair. Now, let's take it down for a second. Now, hey, here we go. <laughs> He is doing, doing his Malcolm Gladwell thing again. Here we go. Number
1: one wrestling theme of all time. Should make you look up from your program. Immediately make you think of this character. Kind of tell you a little bit what the character is about. Immediately kind of put you in the mindset and embodying this character. So the culmination of all these things... Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: <laughs> oh Yo! Oh my god. Okay. Talk about like running from the concession stand. Like not even just like the beginning of the song. You hear that glass break, you're like knocking people over, like you're you're throwing kids away to the side, just like listen, I gotta see him come out and dart, fucking sprint to the ring just so we can kick whoever's ass.
1: Listen. With that theme, I have to be very careful if I play that theme in my headphones when I'm on the street because I will start stunnering strangers for no reason. Listen, on the street,
0: sometimes it's perfectly justified. Like you know what, you're you're out on the street and there's those fucking scooter kids. Like yeah, they need to be stunned. I'm sorry.
1: Um, real quick, let's just dip into some. Some, uh, some quick Teebs in Kid Phoenix Theater. This is going to be a reenactment oh of the moment in the recording studio oh God. when they finalize the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme. Okay. I right. will play the recording. You play the recording engineer. I will play the supervisor coming in to check on the situation. Okay, right.
0: so, so I got everything, I got everything ready. Uh, here's how it sounds. What do you think?
1: Oh wait a minute! Let me just set down my uh, my glass here on the console. All right, so
0: yeah, okay. sounds good.
1: <laughs> yeah, just missing something. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Wait, that's it. That's, that's, perfect. It. that's perfect. Perfect. Let, let me put that in the beginning. That's perfect. That's a great idea. That's a good job by you, sir.
1: <laughs> that has been a presentation of Teeves and Kid Phoenix Theater. <laughs>
0: Is that something we're gonna have to add for the second half of season one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely agree. The addition of that that little sound effect. And yeah, you can't you can't be walking the street with that in your head. You can't be at a bar with that at your head in your head.
1: Like if you're at that... a bar and somebody plays a stone pole in the jukebox. Too there will be a fight there will a be a fight. fight will break a out. fight will Absolutely. break out <laughs>
0: like it's it's inevitable like you can't play that song like in a crowd of people it's like the dave chappelle skit. different music makes people react different ways the heavy metal music much like the stone cold steve austin music it'll, it'll make motherfuckers just want to fight like that's just what it is it'll make you want to fight or chug beer, or, you know, use a fire hose with a beer truck and just randomly spritz and hose everything down. One of the greatest scenes in wrestling history, by the way, when still Cold Steve Austin, drove a Miller Lite beer truck to the <laughs> ring, horns and everything. He gets on top of the beer truck, he's got the fire hose, and he's just hosing down the entire corporation with fucking Miller Lite.
1: Incredible.
0: I just want to know. I just want to know what the Miller Brewing Company paid to have that have that happen. That was ridiculous product placement
1: by then. A there. lot of product placement.
0: <laughs> Between Stone Cold Steve Austin pretty much single-handedly saved Budweiser from bankruptcy in the late 90s.
1: <laughs> so apparently Steve Weiser was Miller-like.
0: Steve Weiser. <laughs> uh, it's always nice going down memory lane and just like reminiscing about stuff that's in our childhood or was in our childhood. And it was just like, we just, we want it to be better. We want it to be no, good. I mean, look,
1: I, I'm, I'm sorry. We're not trying to come off as being negative names. We're not here, trying like...
0: to, we're not trying to be old guy yelling at cloud or like old black dude sitting on stoop, just cussing, just like up back in our day. Like we see what it is. If you like it, cool. It's just, it's just changed a lot. And we just don't understand some of the reasons why.
1: And honestly, we think we think that more could be done. We think it could be better. That's it. And we want it to be better. Because dude, I would be I like wrestling. I like Vince,
0: it. Vince, Hunter, call us up. Call us. Call up. us up. We're already shipping ideas to DC and Marvel and Star Wars. So m- listen, we can give you guys some free ideas. Just hit us up. You know how to reach us. us. You know how to reach us. And if you don't, then do what everybody else does. Follow, like, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at a D.O.B. Royster. I'm Kid Phoenix. Tebz is at K. You can follow the show at Tebz and 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 Kid
1: Versus. You know, leave a review because that helps, too. And also, it'll help my sanity to know that people actually like the nonsense that I'm talking about over here. So, uh, yeah. T-, T
0: was very particular. T was very insecure about this uh, this whole enterprise that we've started. Even though, you know, I'm just having fun. Whatever. I'm just having fun. T was trying to get his cash per check. That, that's all I that is. It.
1: I <laughs> my back is in desperate need. <laughs> <laughs> Of some new mattress technology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so leave us a follow. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not by now. This is episode nine. We're just after two serious topics like the last two weeks. It was it was oh, funny.
1: It feels good to get it back in
0: some dick and fart jokes, doesn't it?
1: It sounds great. <laughs> feels great.
0: One episode to go. Next week One
1: episode. the mid season
0: finale.
1: We're not gonna season finale. Get we're out. not
0: gonna say what it is, but trust us, it's going to be brilliant. It's
1: not gonna be a cliffhanger. It's
0: not gonna be a cliffhanger. That's it. Yeah, we're what done. are you doing here? We're done. Just go home. There's nothing else here. I got nothing more for you. Watch, some, it. watch, some, like watch so some, watch some wrestling. Watch some wrestling on again. YouTube.
1: It's got the WWE, got WWE Network. Watch the Rumble from '93. Watch something.
0: Watch the Rumble from '93, featuring YouTube commentators.
1: Oh, shout out to OSW Wrestling, my boys OOC, Jay Hunter, and V One. You guys shout are amazing. Through the, the pandemic.
0: Seriously, you guys shout are so out. clutch. It's ridiculous but teams and kid phoenix we're out of here one more podcast to go and then we are taking our much deserved spring break
1: mid-season break Yes, yes love it
0: we're getting out of here we'll talk to you folks next week
1: next week